This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thiefstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Dolphin fans, and we are back with another episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. As always, I will be joined by my co-host, Jake Mendel. But as we are each and every week on Wednesday, we will have our fake-ass doctor, Merrick Brave, on this show to preview Sunday's wildcard matchup against the Buffalo Bills. But before we introduce the fake-ass doctor, let me welcome in the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Jake, how you doing today, man? Wow, you made Merrick just sit in the back like that. I did that. Yeah, my bad. I, I was blanking out. You told me to. You told me to do no, that I off the top it. of the dome, and I just started blanking out, just trying to think of words. Man, I don't know what it is. No matter what's happening in the Dolphins universe, just talking with you uh, always puts a smile on my face, and I'm gonna keep the smile going. And just Merrick, get in here. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I mentioned it on, on Twitter, but I'm the Skylar Thompson of the podcast, man. When one of you guys is, isn't healthy, uh, I'm the replacement. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to step up. Maybe I won't do as good of a job as either of you, but I'll do a job. A good one, a bad one. We don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> That's the big question because the news came out today. Uh, at Mike McDaniel's Wednesday press conference, everyone's been waiting. This has been the day marked on the calendar. Will we see QB1? Tua under center on Sunday? No, we won't. Nope. We won't. Nope. Mike McDaniel has announced that Tua will not play. Uh, he has already been ruled out. So, uh, gentlemen, uh, I was reading the comments. I mean, that's 
bad decision number one uh, right before the press conference and everyone, you know, two is going to play, two is going to play. I feel we all kind of knew that this was the path we were walking down, but I don't think that makes it feel any better. No, certainly not. Um, you know, everybody is concerned for Tua Tungabailoa's well-being, his safety, his health. That's of the utmost concern. But then there was uh, that nagging feeling in the back of our minds as Dolphins fans. Like, we haven't won a playoff game since December 30th, 2000. Wait, am I saying that wrong? No, no, I'm not. The last time the Miami Dolphins won a playoff game was December 30th, 2000, less than a year removed from the 1900s. That's how long ago it was. (laughs) Yes. So we, in the back of our heads, we were hoping that that maybe we could get off the schneid, so to speak. I don't even know. A schneid's probably, uh, that's probably like a lesser amount of time, right? Like that's that's that's, that's an incrementally smaller amount of time. Like a, this is much larger than just a schneid. This is, this is just, this is a lifetime for many Dolphins fans. There are lots of Dolphins fans on Twitter bitching about this team every week who are actually younger than the amount of time between uh, now and the last Dolphins playoff victory, December 30th, 2000. So we were hoping that we could get QB1 back because QB1, Tua Tungavailoa, he was going to be the only way that the Dolphins were going to be able to pull off the upset, go into Buffalo, and win this wild card playoff game. And now we know he's not playing. And uh, I, I just, I know we're starting it off on kind of a sour note here uh, on a sad note, but uh, I just don't really give the Dolphins much of a chance without Tua. Um, and that's unfortunate. That's sad. The Dolphins actually haven't had their starting quarterback start a playoff game for the team since Chad Pennington did it in 2008. That's how long it's been. The last time the Dolphins made the playoffs, they also started a backup quarterback, Matt Moore, when Ryan Tannehill went down with that ACL injury. So here we are again. It's deja vu. But you know what? We're tough because we're Dolphins fans. We've been through it before. We can get through this. And, uh, you know, just in case you need a little help, Jake, Josh, and myself are are here to, to walk and talk you through it. Yeah, what a depressing start to this podcast. But um, I think, you know, I kind of have no one but ourselves to blame, right? I mean, I mean, we all went into this. We knew how serious the concussions were. We knew how many he suffered throughout the season. We thought it was a long shot that he was going to be cleared, you know, maybe miraculously to get a start. I don't know why I woke up this morning, you know, thinking that it was going to happen. I mean, I honestly got myself, you know, excited. I was watching that presser just like many Dolphin fans thinking, you know, okay, this is going to be the news we want to hear. And, you know, it just kind of took the wind out of our sails. But at the end of the day, all that matters is Tua talking about Loa's health, him getting better next season. But now, I mean, we're looking forward, looking ahead to this matchup and we're in line to see Skylar Thompson again, who, um, you know, Mike McDaniel tried to sugarcoat it and say he looked good last week, you know, did some nice things, but um, you know, I, I, Felt like even if Tua was healthy and getting ready to play, you know, this was going to be a tough matchup against the Bills with fate on their side and how well they played this year. You know, a little bit maybe less queasy with Skylar, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but with Skylar Thompson, I just feel like Merrick said, you know, we are fighting an uphill battle, but I keep thinking about it. At the end of the game, you know, just seeing all the faces of the Bills players and their fans just sad because the Dolphins miraculously upset him with Skylar Thompson. I mean, that's giving me a little bit of life heading through this week. You're not wrong to have gotten your hopes up. There were little breadcrumbs over these last couple days that would lead one to believe that there was a chance that Tua Tungavailoa could come back and play this game. Uh, Mike McDaniel in an earlier presser this week had said that he had seen Tua in the hallways of the Dolphins facility sweating. That means Tua had been working out. If Tua was working out, that means 
Tua was preparing to possibly play this game if he was getting if he would have been cleared by doctors. Um, you know, they, there were reasons to be somewhat optimistic. Another reason, the the line it was it was the Dolphins or excuse me the Bills were favored by I think eleven and a half at one point this week, uh, and then we saw that line slowly uh, get smaller. And by the time this press conference had opened up today, you could get Dolphins plus eight and a half in some places. So you're talking a three and a half point swing. And the only reason that line uh, would shrink to that margin is if Vegas thought there was a chance that Tua Tungabailoa was going to play. So don't be down on yourself, Josh. I think we were all kind of in that same boat. And so was Vegas. And just a note here, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's still dealing with that thumb injury, still can't grip a football. And gentlemen, pinky, pinky uh, injury. Pinky. I know there's a lot of, there's so many injuries oh, to yes. keep track of. It's Mostert's thumb. thumb. It's it's Bridgewater's pinky. It's Armstead's, Armstead's pec, knee, ankle, toe, everything, all of it. Uh, we got Kendall Lamb. We got Brandon Shell. We got, I mean, the list literally goes on and on. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into some of these other injuries, but yeah, go ahead, Jake. It's 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 Teddy's pinky finger on his throwing hand that's causing him trouble. And when you look at the way this roster's built, I think that's kind of where I start to get a little concerned when you look at, okay, let's bring in a backup quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater. You think he can come in and be a guy. And it's kind of strange that we're sitting here where he's getting paid five mil. I think he's actually one of the top six, seven paid guys on this roster. And that's another one. I mean, the Teddy Bridgewater injury, that one, I think, I think that's one injury we can actually be a little annoyed or a little peeved about because this was a guy who won through an absolutely God awful interception and then he got stiff-armed into another universe and I believe that's when he hurt his pinky so guys what are your thoughts on how this uh, quarterback room was put together obviously uh, Tua's had his injury issues throughout his career broken ribs concussions uh, Teddy Bridgewater another one who has had injury issues and then you're relying on Skylar Thompson so hindsight is obvious here but how do we feel that this uh, quarterback room was constructed this season well you know having Tua as your starter specifically for this system that's kind of a no-brainer. Like Mike McDaniel was happy to work with Tua, um, excited to work with Tua. And we saw when Tua was healthy in this system, he was lights out. I mean, he finishes this season number one in passer rating, number one in deep ball accuracy, uh, number one in a lot of other categories too. Like he was clearly an elite quarterback when healthy for the Miami Dolphins this year. So I'm not upset about that. But then you get you get to that Teddy Bridgewater signing, and you know early in the in the season, in the off season even, we found out that that was a Mike McDaniel special. He had handpicked Teddy Bridgewater to be the quarterback, uh, the backup quarterback for this team. They gave him six and a half million dollars to do so. In fact, uh, with incentives that could have gone up to ten million dollars, and I think it's safe to say that it did not. He has played poorly when pressed into action this year. But that was a Mike McDaniel special. He wanted Teddy Bridgewater as the backup. And if you're going to pay your backup quarterback that much money, then yeah, you're right, Jake. Maybe it would behoove you to sign someone who isn't just as injured as Tua Tungabailoa, if not even more so injured than Tua Tungabailoa frequently. I mean, last time Teddy Bridgewater was a starter in this league, he was unfortunately stretchered off of a football field with a catastrophic concussion himself. 
yet they signed him to that big money deal as the backup quarterback. And they said, if Tua gets hurt, Teddy will be our guy. And then everyone act shocked and surprised when he got injured, when he was pressed into action. And then all of a sudden we're relying on a rookie seventh round quarterback, not named Brock Purdy, who literally is like the only one who's ever been successful, uh, you know, as a seventh round rookie, we had Skylar Thompson and Skylar Thompson, um, you know, bless his heart. He's trying as, as best he can, but he doesn't look like an NFL caliber quarterback right now. And maybe he can get there with some seasoning. I don't think he'll ever, you know, be starter worthy, but maybe he can be a decent backup, but two was hurt. Teddy's hurt. And we're rolling with the rook and probably Mike Glennon as the next man up as, as Josh likes to put it, any CKS next man up, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's rough. That's a, that's a sad picture we're painting right now, but before we get too deep into the into the tears and the doom and gloom, like guys, we made the playoffs. Like that's cool, right? We made the playoffs first time since 2016. We're gonna get our asses kicked on Sunday. It's gonna be reminiscent of Dan Marino's last game as a Miami Dolphin, uh, which is so painful of a memory. Uh, but enjoy the week leading up to it. We're getting a lot of bad news right now, but just focus on the positives because being negative is only gonna cause you to to be upset now and then be upset on Sunday watching the game whereas you can just be happy they made it now and then only have to be upset on Sunday when you're actually watching them get their faces kicked off but uh how do you feel about this QB room Josh yeah I mean I try to go back to how I felt at the beginning of the year and you know heading into this signing Teddy Bridgewater I think a lot of Dolphins Twitter were pretty stoked about that I know there was once a time when I thought Teddy Bridgewater should be the starting quarterback here I think that might have been before Ryan Fitzpatrick also said the same thing about Jacoby Brissett. So now two years in a row, they got that quarterback that I wanted a few years ago. Neither of them have proven that they could, you know, go out there and win games. So um, I think you absolutely have to look at that next tier up from a Brissett and Bridgewater next season, because um, one thing we have learned this year, you know, for all the check boxes that Tua Tumbelo has checked off um, at, unfortunately, you still have those concerns about his health and, you know, oh, Again, we don't even know what's going to happen with his career. Obviously, he was working hard to get back out there, it sounds. So I don't think he's going to retire or anything like that. But um, you definitely have to plan for two of a missing games, kind of like, I guess, now moving forward, you got to game plan for Teron Armstead missing games and some of those other guys. So um, heading into this playoff game, I feel absolutely queasy. It does sound like maybe Teddy Bridgewater, barring any setbacks, could potentially play on Sunday. But it sounds like it's going to be Skylar Thompson ride or die and I know we talked about on a previous podcast but please let him use his legs I mean you can see the film from when he played in college you know he's wearing a visor I think he has an arm sleeve he looks kind of badass running read options and things like that use those legs let him try to you know do anything he can to win this game because uh, we saw last week you know he just did not push the ball downfield enough to you know take over that thing and when you're playing against the Buffalo Bills I mean you got to be on your game and you got to again empty the chamber if you want to even stand a chance. Josh, to build on that for a quick second, I know you got a baby talking your ear off too, but uh, you mentioned your feelings at the beginning of the year. Um, is there Should there be a huge regret? Think about this. The Dolphins decided to keep Skylar Thompson on the active roster for the entire season. The only reason you keep someone on the active roster is if you plan on using them, right? You know, Or if you don't want them to get perched or, or picked off and brought to another team. How do we feel about that decision now that Skylar Thompson has been around the team all year? He has been active all year. And yet, I mean, what we saw on Sunday was pretty frustrating. There was the idea of, okay, 
yeah, there are going to be guys running open downfield. I mean, Tyreek Hill is always going to be running open downfield. But just the team's inability to put Skyler in a position where you can get the ball to Tyreek in that space. It seems like that's where the Miami Dolphins really struggled on Sunday. And I think it's a massive concern if he's been on the roster all year and practicing all year that, hey, we don't have a few things he does really well or he really likes to do ready to go to get a couple, you know, 15-yard completions to hopefully move the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a concern heading into this game when you need to have him go out there and execute this game to perfection. I guess the thing I continue to go back on and just wonder is, you know, what are we expecting? I know we all felt really high on him in preseason. You know, I think he was the leading passer in preseason, if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the day, he's still a seventh-round rookie. You know, he's 25 years old. I mean, these are those guys that, you know, maybe go undrafted and they're acorns that, you know, end up on your practice squad and eventually move on and, you know, end up on another practice squad and so on and so forth. So I think maybe we as fans got a little bit too excited um, for what Skylar Thompson can bring to this thing. But another thing I want to, you know, we kind of need to debunk is that some people went into this season, even with Tua Tungvaloa playing so well, saying, no, this is a system, you know, the, the you know, it's, it's, this is a system that any quarterback can kind of be plug and play in. That's absolutely not the case as we continue to see. Um, I guess I would have to ask you guys, I mean, you got Skylar Thompson say Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have any setbacks. I mean, we have to agree that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, at this point of his career, what we've at least seen out of him prior to his time in Miami would give us a better chance. I mean, than what we saw to Skylar Thompson last week. I mean, part of me thinks that if Mike Glennon can learn the playbook, you know, maybe he's even a better option than what we saw to Skylar Thompson, but maybe I'm just being too negative and, uh, you know, we need to just believe in Skylar. Skylar's the limit, but absolutely, Jake, it's a little bit frustrating that you haven't seen a part of his game that you see that he does well and can go out there and feel confident in heading into Buffalo again in a must-win wildcard matchup. Merrick, I got to ask you, how'd you feel about the play calling on Sunday? Because the one thing I kept going back to is the fact the Miami Dolphins have two of the best wide receivers in the league. You got Raheem Mostert running with his hair on fire and Jeff Wilson's a badass. What'd you feel about this offense? Because it just seemed to me like, hey, like it, it, it's not this hard when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to get the ball in their hands. I'm not saying to huck it all the way downfield, but to have the ball in their hands more than they did just seemed a little weird. Honestly, I was genuinely okay with it just because of game script. You know, it it was one third string quarterback versus another with Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. And it almost felt like you weren't necessarily going out there trying to win the game with uh, some amazing game plan. More so you were trying just to not lose it and see if the other team would lose it. Um, And there, there weren't any turnovers um, outside of that turnover on downs on the first drive, which I thought was just a stupid stupid decision by Mike McDaniel. And I really hope he stops making these stupid decisions going forward. And somebody kind of, you know, gets in his ear and coaches him up a little bit, but uh, I was okay with it only for the fact that I just, I didn't want that back breaking interception, um, you know, with, with this offense being designed uh, for plays down the field, Skyler just doesn't have the arm for that. He doesn't have the talent for that. And on the, I mean, he still threw the ball, 31 times. Am I, am I wrong on that? Yeah. It was something like 30, yeah. 31 times. So they still, they still wanted him to throw the ball and he had opportunities to do so, but he's just not an NFL starting quality caliber quarterback right now. He had guys open. He missed his reads. You can go watch the all 22. You can go watch people break down the film, people who are a lot smarter than me. And they'll tell you that on some of these play designs, there were receivers open. He had Tyreek open here. He had Waddle open here. He had Gesicki open here and he just didn't see him. He wasn't able to get through his progressions. You know, the offensive line was a little banged up and he was under pressure uh, a few times throughout the game, but for whatever reason, he just did not, he did not make the right reads. He did not see the open guy and he wasn't able to hit him. So, uh, you know, Mostert, 
maybe plays Sunday, maybe doesn't play Sunday. Sunday. He has the, the thumb injury. He had surgery on it this week. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the same. They're going to lean on that ground game. They're going to try and shorten the game, um, try and limit mistakes, hope that Josh Allen can uh, turn the ball over a couple times. For as good of a season as Josh Allen is having, he has turned the ball over quite a few times between interceptions and fumbles. So maybe they can get something like that, a pick six, a fumble recovery in plus territory. You never know. Um, you know, I'm kind of grasping at straws here, trying to figure out a way if the dolphins were to win and then kind of work backwards from there, how would it be? And in, in none of these scenarios, uh, can I come up with, with this, uh, kind of with this scenario where, where Skylar Thompson is the reason why the dolphins win. If the dolphins win on Sunday, that's a huge, if I do not see it happening, I don't think it's going to be because of Skylar Thompson's arm. Uh, more so on the defense and the running game. So I guess I was okay with it against the Jets. And, you know, the offense didn't do a lot, but they did enough to get the victory. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I was just going to say, I mean, he kind of touched on it, but that's what you want to see this week is kind of that same old Dolphins defense that we became so accustomed to over these last few seasons. You know, the teams that take the ball away, you know, get opportunities, try to get points on the board themselves. I mean, there's no way the Dolphins are going to win this game if they lose a turnover battle. There's no way they're going to win this game if they don't, you know, again, a pick six, a, a force fumble, anything. And, you know, the way the Dolphins have played them pretty well this year, I mean, I mean, I know they gave up, what was it, 31 points the last time they played or something like that. I know earlier in the year it was a little bit uh, that offense. I think Josh Allen threw for 400 yards, but at the end of the day, you know, the Dolphins won that game when he did. So um, I think we just need to see a Josh Boyer masterclass. I tweeted that out on Twitter and everyone's just kind of joking. I don't think he has that in him, but I go back to, you know, prior to the year, you know, last year towards the end of the season, or maybe it was the year before that. You know, a lot of people thought very high of Josh Boyer. We liked, you know, what he said in his press conferences, the way that defense played. You know, obviously we're starting to see that was more Brian Flores, you know, maybe some of his um, – say over that unit but at the end of the day man they have the playmakers um you know assuming some of these guys are healthy and you just got to devise a perfect game plan right I mean we're going into this we said on the last pod Jake we're going in this with house money YOLO style and I said it was kind of like when you went 50 bucks at the casino and I had to laugh because is 50 bucks a lot of money to people nowadays I mean that's like probably what you would have said when you were like a little kid and your mom gave you money like I got 50 bucks hell yeah that's the Skylar Thompson offense. Your mom gave you 50 bucks. I guess my big frustration and my big concern about uh, this offense and not even just Skylar. Uh, I mean, there was a Jalen Waddle end around that went nine yards and it seemed like it was the simplest thing in the world. And it was the first time I think we've seen that. I know Tyreek was doing that earlier in the season, but it seems like that part of the offense has really disappeared. And, and Merrick, you mentioned how he struggles to go through his reads. I guess my big gripe is why, why give him an opportunity to read anything? Say, hey, throw the ball right here, right now. Just bubble screen slants. That's the one thing that I guess confused me against the Jets. I completely get your point of let's not get to push the ball downfield. Let's not let the safety come running over the top and pick off the ball. But I was just a little caught off guard by the fact that this team didn't have any of those just one read, get the ball to Tyreek and just let him go, give him two yards. Um, so, gentlemen, as we look ahead to this week, Raheem Mostert's a huge maybe. We see Miami's ability to run the football. 
how confident are we about this running game? I mean, we have Tron Armstead coming out and saying he should have been uh, put on IR after week one with his toe injury surgery, called it a year, uh, but he's pushed through it. You're able to run behind him a lot, running to the right side as well. So how do we feel about this rushing attack considering, hey, we might not even have Moster and hey, Skylar Thompson. You know, if the Bills key on the run game, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, anything offensively is going to be tough for the Dolphins this weekend with the amount of injuries that, that they have. Uh, but the Dolphins did run the belt, the ball well last time they played Buffalo in Buffalo on prime time in the cold in the in the snow. Eventually, towards the end of that game, they did run the ball well. Um, if Skylar Thompson's starting, that kind of takes some of the threat away of the passing game. So you might see them creep towards the line of scrimmage, maybe stack the box a little bit more. Uh, and then maybe who knows, maybe a nice play action. And if Skylar can just chuck it as deep as he can, maybe Tyreek can run under one and we can catch him there with something. But as far as the ground game goes, it's really going to come down to, to those offensive linemen. Are they available? Do we see Teron Armstead is maybe a Kendall lamb available if Armstead wasn't because he was looking pretty good uh, in the first half of that Patriots game before uh, he went out with his own injury. Brandon Shell's probably not going to play. So now who's playing right tackle? Uh, it's insane how many injuries this team has had to overcome this year. The fact that they even made it to the playoffs is is kind of a miracle. But whatever they do, they're going to need to lean on that ground game. Jeff, Jeff Wilson is a good running back. He's a nice bruiser. I like him. Savon Ahmed has looked pretty decent in and his very – yeah, in his very limited opportunities this year. So it'd be nice to see him get a little bit more run. But to your point, this Mike McDaniel is going to have to come up with the most creative game, game plan he's ever come up with in his history as an NFL coach, uh, in his short history as a Dolphins head coach. This is going to have to be a very creative offensive game plan um, while also being a very simple offensive game plan if you're going to get the most out of Skylar Thompson. So... I agree with you, Jake. We need to we need to get the ball to Tyreek. We need to get the ball to Jalen Waddle. We need to lean on the ground game, limit mistakes, make it as easy and as simple as possible for Skyler, but also get creative and find creative ways to get those guys the ball uh, with some misdirection, some motions, things like that, end arounds, screens, yada, yada, yada. We'll see if it happens. Again, not super confident that it will, but Again, it's house money, it's balls to the wall, whatever happens, happens. And if they don't win this game on Sunday, we'll all live to see another day and we'll all live to see another season and maybe they can clean some things up, add some right pieces, and we'll be back here cheering on this team next year. And that's really what we hope for is that this team could get healthy next year and, you know, we can build upon what we started this season. Um, you guys mentioned Selvin Ahmed. He carried the ball six times for 43 yards and a touchdown that last time they played the Bills. The Dolphins almost rushed for nearly, uh, looks like over 160. 80 some yards in that game. So um that you absolutely got to get that run game established. Hopefully you have a Teron Armstead. Hopefully Brand Shell plays because that would obviously um you know make me feel a lot less um confident going into this game. I know we're sitting here. To, yeah, I, I just try not to say please. Um you mentioned that play action pass, and that's kind of that's exactly how I'd open this game up. You know, you mentioned the Bills are gonna drop down the box, try to take that run game away. First play of the game, man. Run that play action and try to take the top off that defense and make them respect that the rest of the game. Um, but but to both your point, this has to be Mike McDaniels, you know, um, him and Josh Boyer need to call it the the game plan of their life. They need to go into this, simplify things for Skylar Thompson. I know Jake, you mentioned it many times how uh, Mike McDaniel was a part of you know the staff there with RG three and things like that. 
Um, I think they simplified that offense down for RG3 as rookie season. You know, limit him to read only half that field, maybe roll him out more. And again, use some of that read option stuff and uh, just hope, hope that the Dolphins defense can do enough and you can somehow sneak out of this game. And then, you know, we'll all sit here and talk about what Tua Tungvaloa's status for next week. I mean, I we think- need hooking ladders, statues of liberties, fumble rooskies, flickers. We need those Debo packages with Tyree. I don't care. I don't care if we lose 60 to nothing. As long as we go balls to the wall, get a little crazy here and try to have some GD fun. That's kind of going to have to be the key, right? The last thing I want to see is them roll over and it just be like 30 to three. If they're going to lose, I want them to, you know, just be flailing their arms in every way possible. Before we wrap up here, I do want to touch on the defense because I think we all have the nightmare of just Josh Allen scrambling around the pocket and then, um, you know, for as mo- how great as Cater Kohu has been this season as an undrafted rookie, you just know that that pulling on the shoulder, the flag is coming on those unscripted plays. So, guys, I, I want to ask, how do they keep uh, the ball in front of them against Buffalo? Because that's what this offense is, right? It looks for that first opportunity to break you and just, just strictly that. So how do you feel this secondary, uh, the back seven, really can match up against this Buffalo offense that will make you feel very queasy very quickly? Uh, pray. Fair. Yeah. Just, just need to get their prayers in for the game. It is, it is Sunday after all. Uh, I don't know, man, your guess is as good as mine. This is a great offense. We played them decently well uh, last time, still gave up a, a good amount of points. I mean, Josh Allen is a damn good quarterback gone are the days where uh, you can make fun of bills fans for Josh Allen's uh, inaccuracy on, on his throws. He's one of the most accurate Deep ball throwers, not as accurate as Tua. Tua is still number one. I think Allen was number five on that chart I saw earlier this week. Um, this is a good offense. They're they're going to have their opportunities. Uh, I don't I don't know if you need to really worry about Josh Allen scrambling this game. I think it, in the weirdest way possible, it'll, it'll probably be like the Bills treating this game almost like a preseason game uh, because they know they're going against Skylar Thompson and uh, a banged up Dolphins offensive line, and they don't need to do a whole lot. Uh, I would imagine Josh Allen's not going to try to get hit too often. Uh, he's going to throw the ball well, and there's probably a good chance that he's not even playing in this game anymore by the end of the third quarter. Ooh. Oh, man, that hurts. I, I know. know. It sucks. Damn. We, it sucks. I, I don't even know I mean, what to Josh, say to that. you're old. You're old like me. You watched Dan Marino's last game <laughs> in the playoffs against the Jaguars, right? Try to forget about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you cried a little bit at the end of that one, didn't you? Yeah, of course. What was it? 60, 62 to 7, I believe uh, yeah, it was. Was so. it not? 62 to 7. The Dolphins will have an opportunity to break that that record on Sunday against the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I, it's well, not going to be pretty. Yeah, I, I don't know what you want me to say to follow that up, Jake. All the optimism in the world can't follow that up. I was going to say what I said a couple weeks uh, back when they played the Bills earlier, and that was use Channing Tindall. And I think I, I suggested that. And there was like five <laughs> plays that he had all season where he just got beat for first down. So I, I don't, I again, you got to hope you can contain Josh Allen. You got to attack, 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 stop that run. And like Merrick said, man, pray. I want to see some more of that. That press, uh, you can't play press. They'll just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Pray, <laughs> it's pray. Tough. It's hard. But but that's the thing. Like, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, so pessimistic, so doom and gloom. I'm in a great mood. I really, really am. I would have been in a much better mood if Tua was allowed to play this game. 
Um, Tua wanted to play. I think the Dolphins wanted Tua to play. I think it was the NFL and the NFL PA that kind of put the kibosh on that. You know, it was an NFL doctor that did not clear him through the protocol today. And that was, that was kind of the end for the, for that there, but I'm not like, I'm, I'm genuinely happy. I'm, I was ecstatic when, when Jason Sanders 50 yard field goal went through and it looked like the Dolphins were making the playoffs for the first time since 2016, man, these opportunities are few and far between. You got to kind of enjoy it as best you can. Will they win on Sunday? Probably not. No, like, like there's probably less than a 2% chance that the Dolphins are going to win against the bills on Sunday, but I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be, in front of my TV, wearing my Dolphins jersey, wearing my Dolphins hat, and cheering this team on because I'm a Dolphins fan, and, and maybe that makes me a glutton for punishment. But we don't get to do this very often. We don't get bonus football very often, and that's what we're getting this Sunday. We get an extra game to watch our Miami Dolphins play uh, and, and try to enjoy it as best as possible. You know, eat some wings, eat some pizza, drink a couple beers, and have a good time with your friends, with your family. And we'll get back to it next year with hopefully a team that has some playoff experience, uh, you know, is healthy once more, some extra pieces added through the draft, through free agency, and with a head coach who won't be a rookie head coach anymore. So maybe he doesn't make these rookie head coach mistakes. But you, you got to stay as positive as you can, and you can't let this team just just drag you into the sewers because at the end of the day, it's a football game. We get an extra one, and a lot of teams don't get to say that this year. You, you just gave us everything except the actual prediction, Merrick. So how about you hit us with it? <laughs> I think the Dolphins are going to lose handily. Uh, I'll, I'll say that the Bills call off the dogs after a little while, and I'll take the Bills 38-6. to six. 30, Is it a touchdown and a missed, missed extra point or two field goals? Definitely two, definitely two field goals. Maybe one because they actually had a solid drive, and the other is because the Bills' backup quarterback fumbled uh, a snap. <laughs> Fumbled the we snap and went to the Dolphins got a third and 14 and just punted on or kicked the field goal on third down. Yep. 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 38 to six Buffalo. Could have done the 60 to seven, but could have done it. <laughs> what do you got, Josh? Are, is uh, anybody else doing their predictions? Or are no, you guys saving I, this for I mean, Friday? I mean, I, you're sounded pretty accurate. I mean, that's kind of the honest one, right? I was going to say 15, 14 though. Uh, Dolphins after <laughs> five, five Jason Sanders field goals. <laughs> I'm trying to yes. stay optimistic over here. I just yes. want to see all I their faces right. on the sideline. Just, you know, panning around the entire stadium with just like tears and everyone looks so sad and the Dolphins are moving. <laughs> that, that sounds horrible. Yeah, but it's kind of what we want though, right? We, we want to see a stadium full of sad people, but, uh, but all we can do is cross our fingers and hope for that one. Yeah. I, for some reason, I think it's going to be a little Georgia TCU where it might look really nice if you pause it with like seven minutes left in the first quarter and it's like 10 to three or something like that. And you can be like, yeah, this is something. But yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting to see how this team uh, goes through. I want to feel the second and third quarters because they were a struggle, a slog against the Jets. So I again, I just want to see Mike McDaniel have something that can light a spark. I mean, we did not see that much against the Jets. Obviously, they didn't necessarily need it. Uh, but I think this is... Mike McDaniel's chance to show, uh, hey, I can call some pretty fun plays. They might not always work. You know, obviously, we're not going to fire him after this game. Some people might. But uh, I just want to see that creativity shine. I want to see him in his kitchen cooking. And, hey, you've been working your tail off for what? His entire life to get to this point. Show us what you got. Yep. You what is there to lose? There really is nothing. Do you guys think it'll be worse than that Georgia game? I'm looking at the score 65-7. to seven. Do you think this final score will beat that one? Or you think that's kind of a... Uh... 
Um, I don't think we close. Yeah, it's close. It'll be close. That might make me sad. We're talking about playing extra football, you know, things like that. And just, you know, enjoying this final week because no one won the season. And if we lose 65 to seven, I might, I might feel a little bit differently. I might be broken after that. I don't know the exact science, but if this game's anything like that, I'm just going to go lick a horn frog and just trip my freaking face off for hours. (laughs) Wait, is that what happens when you lick a horn frog? Is that why they do that trip? Is that really, I hope. (laughs) I I, I, I just know the horn frogs. I know, I know there's, there's some, some you can, I, again, my research in this is minimal. Um, I know there are some that you can lick and you will start to, uh, go out there and then some you'll lick and you might die. So, I was gonna say, I mean, could you imagine to... licking the wrong one? Like thinking like, I'm gonna get so high and just licking a frog and then like nothing happens. Well, you just get like warts all over your face or something. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things in life that if you lick the wrong one, you could have some problems. That is what a perfect way to wrap this podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for pushing through this with us. We are very excited. We have extra football on the way. But until then, until we reach Sunday in Buffalo for Finsider Radio, for our fake-ass Dr. Merrick Brave, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, hope everyone has a wonderful day. And most importantly, fins up. Fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.